What do you think? Um, yeah, I just I, for goal setting. Um, that's always been my thing. Um, even when I was younger on Nyack, um, when we do goal setting, I would set like these crazy goals. Like if if people don't laugh at your goal, then your goal is not high enough. Because I remember like a uh, coach would take us in a room before like a big meet and tell us, oh, tell us your goals, like stand up, give your goals. And I would say a goal and like people around the room would be like, like what? Like, a new episode today of All The Talk, new episode number 52. Today I have the pleasure to receive one of the rising stars in, uh, in Canada coming up. Uh, I have the pleasure to receive Joshua Liendo. How are you Joshua? Welcome in the show. Yeah, doing good. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thanks. I'm so, uh, so, so happy. It's an exceptional week. We are on Sunday today, 2027, a couple of days off trials where you achieve your qualification for your first Olympic. Yeah. Uh, how did you, how do you feel after a few days after this happened now? Yeah, I know. Like, uh, I'm, I guess I'm, I'm still taking it in, you know, it's like, uh, put a lot of hard work in and, you know, I, I hit all my goals and, and even past that, um, you know, I, I made all three events that I was entered in. So, Yeah, it was really, really good experience. I was really excited. You are living, living the dream. You can say that, huh? Yeah. I'm quite, quite happy for you. How was, uh, how was the family reaction? Oh yeah, they were, they were really happy. You know, they're really proud. Um, yeah, they're super supportive and it's like they're, they're pretty shocked too. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They didn't expect you to be that fast. Well, no, yeah, they they knew that I was like I said I was feeling good and I'm, and I was ready to go, but yeah, they 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 didn't know, um, yeah, but what times were coming. So above all those three performances that you had, so you you say that you qualified on the three events you were in, on the fly was on the first day, then the 53 came after, then the 103. Um, I guess qualifying on the first day on the 100 fly took off a lot of pressure. Yeah. 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 It was like uh, my, you know, my best event on the first day. I would say it's the event that I'm more comfortable swimming uh, compared to the other events. Um, like I swam it lots of times, and I can I train fly pretty well. So yeah, going into the meet, I was happy to have a fly the first day, um, and I was confident in myself that I could make that cut the first day. So then you, yeah, you relieved the pressure of your of your shoulder a little bit. How much yeah. pressure did you feel uh, getting? Did you feel getting in the Olympic trials? Um, I don't know if it was so much pressure um, because the last trials that I was at, um, like I, I, I didn't perform like where I wanted to be. I, I didn't get an individual swim at Worlds, so this was more like hunger for me, um, just to show that you know I'm I'm gonna get on the team this time. So it's uh, so it was uh, let's say. Uh, a continuation of what we did last year and now yeah. the individual in the bag. Um, what one of, of your three performances surprised you the most, if I have to pick one event? Um, I'd definitely say it was 103 on um, the last day. 
Um, yeah, I was really happy with the way I swam it. Like I, I went out fast, but I still was able to come back well. Um, that's how I wish I swam the hunter fly. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say that was the most surprising one. So we talked a little bit, a little bit about it off before we start the show. I was telling you that watching you free, swim the hundred free was for me. You know, I love sprint and I, I, I coach a lot of uh, junior sprint uh, in Quebec here, and uh, and I always be passionate about sprint. And watching you swim the hundred free for me was a relief because for the first time I was able to see you get out on the first on the on the front end speed like yeah. you should have. You know, yeah. And watching you on the fly on the first day was the old Joshua. Yeah, yeah. Still feel that you holding back a little bit. So let's come back yeah. on the hundred free. Mm -hmm. You split twenty two eighty eight. If my 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 souvenir are exact, and you swam forty eight one. Yeah, forty eight thirteen, which is uh, one of the top performance in the world right now. Did you did you see the rank of that time? Uh, in the world. Yeah, I think I was top fifteen. So, yeah. so it's looking good to say that a semi-final at the Olympics should be yeah, that's, the, that's the definitely minimum the goal. goal for you. Yes. So you think you have still a lot of room on that event? Pardon? Do, do you still have lots of room? Like for four weeks to go, do you see yourself? And I'm, I'm pretty, it's a stupid question because I'm sure you're going to say yes. You see yourself, yourself going 47 next, next step. Yeah, the, for sure. Um, my coaches, like, we watch the, the video after, and there's definitely uh, some stuff that I can fix, which is it. Like, it's always good when there's something to improve. Um, like, little things, I still have a lot that I can improve. So it's it's good to see where I can improve. And, yeah, what, it's exciting. What's the biggest point you think you should improve on that race? On that um, just that um, coaches were looking. I came off really strong off that third 25. Um, after that turn, I came off really strong. I was big, I was swimming well, um, and just kind of close to the wall, I started trying to like up my stroke rate, got a little small close to the wall. Um, just like stay big and stay strong and like keep that speed going into the wall. Yeah, that's that's the other stuff. It's a new speed and you try to add up a little gear, but sometimes if you change your stroke rate, you lose yeah. some of your efficiency. So see, uh, I see, I, uh, I got you on this one. Is that exact? If I was telling you, you are going to the Olympics and you're going to swim against all those great swimmers like uh, Dressel, like uh, those Russian guy who went 47, the, mm -hmm. the Olympic champion in, uh, uh, in Australia as well. Um, I mean, there is a lot of good, amazing competitors. But mm -hmm. if I was telling you that I think that you are the one who have probably the, the marge of progression, the biggest one, yeah. I would say, Dressel can improve, but I think that you could improve way more than Dressel yeah, going to the Olympics. Yeah. So does he add more pressure on you or more excitation or more fun or just like um, can't wait to be there? Yeah, like I, I just can't wait, you know, to get like racing some really fast guys. I, I just love the race. I love the, the competitive side of it. Like I have a competitive mindset, so. Um, I've like I've raced I've been beside a couple of those guys before um, it's nothing like too new to me like I've raced Dressel at the Mel Zajac meet um, you know I've I've raced Andre Minikov a couple of times a Russian um, but yeah I'm, I'm just excited for the experience to race some fast people 
man, like I'm sure you're not the only one waiting for that, like to 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 watch you in action at uh, in in Tokyo. So, what's that first qualification means to you? For the uh, the hundred fly? No, like the overall qualification, the overall oh. qualification at the Olympic. What does it mean to you, like personally, like like? Like, was it just a, 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 is it just a step? Was it just a step in your career? When did you re realize that it was going to be accessible? And now that you are there, what does it mean to you? Yeah, like I, like I knew from my training that you know I could I could have a good trials, and I was just excited to get up and race. And you know, like when I hit those times, you know, after the meet, like reflecting, I hit all the times that I wanted. Um, it's just a good like. I was right where I want to be, maybe even better. And um, just for the future and like knowing that I can still improve so much and I'm, you know, still, still young. It's, uh, it's pretty exciting for like the future of my career. Man, man, it's, uh, it's, uh, I cannot imagine how you feel right now because, you know, I've never been there. <laughs> I've never been there. Like you, I wasn't that fast when I was younger, but, but man, like uh, going into, into Olympic with so much hope and freedom because you have, to me, there is no pressure. Yeah, you. I mean, just embrace the day, embrace the race, race them. You know, whatever happen, whatever happen, happen. And you have yeah. in the team. I would say, if you there is some struggle a little bit, or if you have some advice to find or, or ask to, there is some pretty experienced guy in the team. What yeah. uh, What is the input of Brent Eden in the team? Because Brett Eden made four Olympics, if I'm mm -hmm. right. He's going to be his fourth. He came back from uh, Olympic in 2012. I'm pretty amazed about what he did. So it yeah. was important for me to start to talk about other swimmer, but start with Brent. And mm -hmm. what does that mean to have that guy in your team now? Yeah, no, it's it, it's great having Brent. You know, he's he's a really good dude. Um, you know, he says he's going to take me under his wing, and you know, um, just basically his mistakes and all the mistakes that he made, he's going to make sure like I don't make them. So it's, it's <laughs> great to have someone with that experience. You know, I could definitely learn a lot from someone like Brett. What did you learn? What did you learn? One, one advice you took from him so far? Um, see one advice. I, I would say it's my, my freestyle. Um, so we, he came down from Vancouver in a test event and I was just asking him about like his stroke and like the 50 free and how he swims it. Um, and he was just giving me a little bit of advice on like holding my stroke and not rushing. Um, yeah. And as, and for the relay, the relay that got us qualified, um, that got the team qualified to race in Tokyo. Um, we all swam that, um, he just like went out and told us, you know, you know, it's going to hurt on the back end, just go out. Um, and yeah, we, we got the relay qualified. So he definitely knows a lot about swimming and, and how to race. Yeah, it's uh, it's a really good it's really good I think for the team to have uh, in general not just for the boys for the overall team to yeah. have, uh, to have uh, I would say the um, veteran a veteran mm -hmm. like uh, a senior guy like like, yeah. like Brent and I don't think he's done huh? I think he's gonna keep on go he's gonna keep on going because he still yeah. have some really really good in, in him like I I think his coach I was in the conference last week listening to Tom. And Tom was saying, was sharing with us that the time that he did this relay before uh, the trials, 48-44, I think that's what he yeah. did, was kind of faster of the semi-final time he did in 2012. Yeah. So yeah, wow. he he had a great like off the start. He like it got us all pumped too. You know, you see someone went out 22-9 in the 50, and like I, I was second. I was going off right after him, and like feeding off that energy. It's crazy. <laughs> 
no choice, no choice. Yeah. So a question that comes to me from my, my fellows in France, my, my friends in Europe, you know, they're all asking one in the talk about Canadian swimming. All has a question. Why is there so, so many girls in the team and not so many boys? So for you, from your point of view, what do you think of that? Like, what would what is the main reason of why we don't have that many boys in the team? I don't know. I think it's more like focused on um, like they've been focusing on the girls' program a little more. I think I, I don't know where I heard this, but I think one of the coaches said the men's program is really good. And they tried to get the women's program good, and now it's kind of flopped. Um, but yeah, I think like. Sometimes, like, I know, like, some of my friends, we lose, like, we lose them to other sports, like, uh, like, uh, talented swimmers, like, boys, like, oh, actually, it's not cool or whatever, and we lose them to some other sports. I, I think that's, like, part of the reason, too. I, I do think that for the boys, it's a, it's, it takes more time than the girl. The need, yeah. You need to develop to get, even you, I mean, you're not done yet. I mean, looking mm -hmm. at you, you still have, uh, you have a teenage, teenage body. I mean, you're, you're quite in shape. But yeah. I think that in five, six years, you'll be even bigger, even mm -hmm. stronger, you know. And for a lot of the, the boys, I think that it takes a lot, it takes way more time. And the time that focus is, that, that time is coming from them, uh, there's a lot of other aspects in their life mm -hmm. where, like you said, they try to go other way, other yeah. part, or they give up, or... In Canada, it's pretty hard. If you didn't achieve something good at 17, 16, 18 for, for a boy, it's very hard to for those guys to stay in. Yeah. So money is it's very expensive mm -hmm. to, to go through as well. And there is a lot of different factors, I would say. I heard like exchanging with some different coaches. Some some say that we coach, when I say we, I talk about the coaches, we talk, we coach uh, a little bit more the boy like we coach a girl and it mm -hmm. should be like this yeah so probably there is a little bit of that as well but mm -hmm. i think that it's very uh, encouraging to see i think we have more boys this year than in 2016 in the team yeah so, yeah and, and and a lot of young boys too which is a good thing it looks like the next generation is gonna be good so who is your buddy in the team uh so you know you got cole pratt uh gabe master mateo finley knox uh, you know, all those guys coming up and like they're doing well. So it's it's fun to see like all the boys together, you know, the younger boys um getting and pushing on to the senior team. It's gonna create something bigger for the other boys who want to get in to get yeah. in as well. So I read somewhere that your mom, when you were younger, mm -hmm. wanted you to be a gymnast or put or forces you to go on that side. Your dad was a baseball fan. Yeah. If I if I'm if I'm right. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of was, uh, well, uh, I would say, um, a football player. I, yeah, I, I, I like football. Football is my favorite sport. Um, yeah, I just, I just think it's fun, you know, like throwing the ball around and stuff like that. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I definitely can see. I definitely can see you. Is Ben allowed you to play to play some time to time? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it. I don't think you want. I don't think you want that. And and I was. How was for you to make? How was how hard for was for you to make the choice between football and swimming at some point? Um, well, like I, I wasn't like super serious about football. Like Canada doesn't really have 
Um, it's not like the U.S. where there's like a bunch of school teams and stuff like that. Like I played a little like flag football here and there. Um, but like it wasn't anything like as serious as swimming where there's like traveling and stuff like that and like big competitions. Um, it was just more like something I did for fun. But um, I, I started taking swimming seriously about like maybe like 14, 15, where I realized like if I like it, if I could really work, um, then I can I can do well. So I really started like like looking at ways I can improve and stuff like that. That's when I really realized that. I'm in the sport to do at well. Young, at the young age, I think at 16, you were already already faster than Michael Phelps at 16 on your fly. If I yeah, yeah, I, I think his 16 year old time, yeah, I beat his 16 year old hundred fly time. So is that at this time that you already you were already locked in into swimming, or it was before that, after that, when like you really, really like switch on and say, okay. This is what I'm going to do. I think there is a window window right there. It was around 16, 15 years old. Yeah, I think, yeah, 15, 16, because that's when I started going to international competitions. And I could, like, measure myself against other athletes, you know, in the world, like other young athletes around the world who are really good. So at that point, like, going to international competitions, I, like, realized, like, you know, these guys are all really good. And, like, you know, I'm, I'm racing against them. So I feel like I can do well, too. So before that, before that Olympic qualification, you were at World last year. Uh, how do you think that experience? Not last year, two years ago. Sorry, yeah, last year was a fucking bad year with no, yeah. nothing, nothing, yeah. nothing into it. Two years ago, how that experience at the international level, at the senior level, is going to help you out from to go to the Olympics? What did you learn going in that senior event? Yeah, I, I learned a lot of stuff, like, you know, how to be prepared, like what you got, like it was a village setting. So, you know, when to go eat, when to get the bus, um, when you get there, like get your stuff set up and how you get to the ready room and a lot of stuff like that. It's like, it's, it's like, it's not like the lower level meets. Uh, I mean, like for the younger guys, like juniors and stuff like that, it's like a different atmosphere and there's a lot, a lot of people there. So. I learned a lot. Uh, I was on a relay there, so like racing like the best in the world. Um, got like had to get used to that. So that that was a really good experience. I'm glad I went. Did you take the time to look at some behavior comportment, at the way that your opponents uh, was be were behaving before the race, in between, uh, when they were warming down? Did you look at some particular people to try to understand who they were? Or? Yeah, well, I I know I was I was like glued to Yuri at the beginning. Like I was like, oh, like Yuri, what are you doing? Like when are you going up? Like when are you when are you doing this? When are you doing that? Like I was like an annoying little kid, 16 year old guy, asking Yuri, like Yuri, what's up? Like where are we going and stuff like that. It's pretty funny. Um, but yeah, just having somebody there that just like who's been through it before, who like knows uh, what's going on. Um, you know, I think Adam Petey was. So like we had the Team Canada group and we had our section and then beside us was Adam Petey and he like does this, like all his warm up and stuff like really quickly and like everything's like perfect and on time. Um, yeah, and, and all like the top guys, like I remember Caleb Jessel at Worlds didn't even come back. I think he had a relay after, he had a swim and then a relay after, he just went straight into the dive tank and did his warm down right there and then went to the ready room. So they like, they prioritize like the recovery 
and uh, make sure they're ready to race uh, for warm-ups. It was very impressive and a good little gift for you to take on and make it better, making better on yourself. Yeah. If you want to improve a little bit, if you want to improve some stuff in your preparation, your personal preparation, what, what would it be? I'm sure I'm going to bring another question on that. I want you to share, if you don't mind, what kind of, because a lot of young swimmer looking up to you now, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you are the rising star, even if you're just 18 years old, 18, right? Yeah, 18, yeah. 18, yeah. So, uh, so a lot of younger looking at you. I know you guys, you work with Johnny as well uh, at, the, at the center. Johnny is mm -hmm. a top, top, top guy in the preparation, the pre-race preparation. And yeah. uh, I, I took a lot of his stuff in my program. I learned, I learned a lot from him, mm -hmm. uh, watching him and exchanging a little bit from what he's doing. Um, what is your basic pre-race preparation? Can you share that with us? Yeah, so it's just like getting the body warm, uh, making sure you're loose. Um, John like emphasizes on like keeping the muscles warm, especially like when you get out of the warm down pool, um, just make sure you get warm right away. So like, you don't, you don't lose that warmth. The muscles don't use, uh, don't lose that, uh, kind of balance that they have like the, like, so you're ready. Um, but yeah, just stuff like that. Um, activation, it's like you, I, as you go through it, you know what you need to be ready. Um, like you just like try new stuff. Um, you know, it needs to be activated for you to swim well. Uh, but yeah, I, I know, I know from Johnny, one of his big things is like staying warm uh, after your race and, you know, not getting cold and because uh, like the muscles work well when they're warm. How long is your preparation before a race? How long does it last? Um, I would say it's about 30 minutes. Like, like this is not including the warm up. Um, for warm up, I, I never have like a set time. Uh, on like what I do, like I, I give myself enough time, but I just go in, do some technique stuff and then make sure my technique's feeling good. Then do some, like some speed work, like, like fast 15s, all out 15s, um, like a dive or two, and then, and then I'm ready to go. Could you see today the difference about what you do today and what you were used to do three, four years ago? Oh yeah, one, 100%, like I didn't really, um like put that much emphasis on what i did especially like the land part before i get in the water to activate the muscles um because that's really important um to to get the muscles activated before you get in so that your your stroke feels good and everything right away um like back then i would just do like a couple arm swings or something like skip and then just dive in and swim but now i have like a whole routine like activating all the right muscles and then then getting ready to go. For lots of swimmers, that part, that activation part, and this is an old school mentality, I think. And we have, we still have swimmers. We have to make swimmers and coaches to evolve on that. But mm -hmm. a lot of swimmers used to think that that activation part was going to hurt them a little bit more than, you know, they thought that it was going to be negative on their body. They're going to create fatigue. Yeah. But instead, if you study it, you know that you got to bring your temperature to a right level to be able to race pretty yeah. hard, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's very, very good for you to share that. And lots of young kids are gonna, are gonna, are gonna take off some of your, some of your tip. Yeah. So we talk a little bit about you swimming at 16 years old, 15 years old uh, age in, in, uh, in Ontario. And you were coached by uh, Murray Grudge. 
Yeah. He passed away uh, not such a long time ago, so mm -hmm. I'm happy to him. You know, I knew Murray very, very well. We are uh, um, exchanging a lot about music. He was exciting, mm -hmm. excited a lot about coaching you as well. Yeah. How that uh, the, the, the death and the disparition of uh, Murray affected you positively, negatively? How was it for you to, to, to deal with I mean, like, at, at first I was like, it was, it was a shock. Like, I didn't know, like, what to think. Um, like I just saw him like on the deck, um, one day and then like the other day it was like, like, I didn't know what happened. I had to keep going, keep training. Um, but I just always remember like, he would probably like slap me in the back of the head. It's like, you know, keep training, like, keep going. Like, what are you doing? Um, that like, that's what I think about. Um, like whenever I like get down and I just remember what he would, he would tell me. It's like, like what the heck you talk about Josh? Just go swim. Um, like that that's what he would say so straight forward guys passionate yeah. guy yeah i love murray he was a he was such a great guy you know it's uh that's hard and i think that when we lose people and 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 i learned that at a young age but uh when you lose some people i think it's just a blessing to he's teaching you how to embrace more yeah what you have and what you do because you know everything could uh stop uh, anytime uh, we don't wish that to us but when you see people disappear like this one day i was texting texting kevin and the yeah. other day and he, he's out like fuck mm -hmm. this is this is insane and the pain that you go through just i think to me it just means that we have to embrace life even more even yeah more. and that's what that's what murray will yeah 100% yeah you for for sure what about his assistant coaches because I, I know as well that he affect you positively as well on the, on your development you want to say yes. a few words about him uh my assistant coach the assistant of murray oh eddie eddie yeah eddie yeah he's eddie's a great dude um he like he was a swimmer before and he like he knows a lot i remember one time like gabe came to train with us for junior panpacks and you know, he's such an intelligent coach, uh, technique wise, like he helped Gabe with his pullout and like Gabe like crushed it at uh, World Juniors. Um, but yeah, he's he's really intelligent in the way with like technique and what you need to be able to swim fast and training. Um, he's, he's a tough coach. He is tough. Um, like he makes he makes you work hard, but um, he knows he knows what you need um, in order to be a good swimmer. It's important for me to talk about all those coaches because, you know, uh, when you achieve something, sometimes we forget, uh, not we, the swimmer, the swimmer don't, I think, but the, some coaches can forget the value of the work was being done before. I mean, when, yeah. ben, when ben got you, and I don't think Ben forget that, I think he's pretty, uh, pretty he's able to, to see the work and the positive work was done on you and he used yeah. that as his advantage for sure. Yeah. In his, in his work, but it's important to mention those guys because in your development, they were key as well. And, uh, yeah, 100%. I, I could tell that you, you guys have had a connection with Murray or Eddie. I think that those two guys were key in your, uh, was key, yeah. key in your development. When you guys, when you decide to go into the center, the, this transition went pretty smooth because like Nayak used to train and say in the same way, yeah. well, so you could see them every day. So, what was the first big difference getting in? Um, just the big, under assuming under 
it's just like the mentality. It's a high performance mentality. It's not, it's not club swimming anymore. Um, everyone's like trying to be their best every single day. And um, I, I had to get used to that. Like I was, I was still a little kid. Like I was still goofing around. Um, but yeah, I had to get used to being a little more serious about it and, um, you know, understanding uh, the end goal. So that, that was something I, I learned, I learned from this group. So who was the person, the, the athlete in the group who inspired you the most? Uh, I'd definitely say Yuri Kissel. Yeah. Um, I'd, I did come in the group before, um, a little early. I was training part-time, so I was still training with Nyack, but I would like have some days with Nyack and some days with uh, HBC. And it was just the girls then, and like they would like beat me in like pulling kicks. So I, <laughs> I had to uh, step my game up from that. Um, just to realize the just that next level of training on uh, the high performance training but I would say when when Yuri came in um, just his work ethic um, the way the way he always works and he only does freestyle but like he always does it he always does the hard sets and free and he, he's like always working so yeah I learned a lot from him so you are telling me the girl i'm not kicking your butt anymore in practice no okay no 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 yeah it's changed so so let's talk about that yeah which one of the girl kicked your butt kicked your butt the most yeah so i would say at the beginning it was probably kyla like she was really good at pull but also really good at kick she was like like equipment stuff i wasn't too good at like i was good at straight up swimming but we have like a set of like pull and stuff like that. I was like, damn, my cow's beating me. Like I, I stepped my game up. Um, but yeah, it was crazy just to see how, how much they work. Like they can really put in work. So in your group, there is another youngster coming up and mm -hmm. uh, what, she's, what she's doing right now is pretty amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, she's, you are on a very amazing level, but she, Yeah, she is another level again. Yeah, she's four younger, four years younger than me than you. Sorry. Um, let's talk about. Tell us something and tell us about Summer McIntosh and the she, way she and the way she is as a as a girl. Yeah, she she's a really nice girl. Um, like you wouldn't know, um, that like that she's like the super fast girl from just talking to her, but man, she can put in work. Like it's crazy. Um, like looking at the sets and stuff that she does, it's like, like me and Yuri are just like, oh, we'll, we'll stay on the sprint side. You know, you can, you can do that stuff. Even like, so let's say we're doing like some easier stuff, some slower stuff. We always got to like, like try to look over, make sure summer's not close because you gotta, can't lose. Um, but yeah, she just works constantly and just like, she can just keep going and going and going. Um, but yeah, she puts in a lot of work day in, day out. It's crazy. You know, I don't know her at all. I observe a lot. What I feel is I feel a lot of determination. Yes, 100%. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't amazed by her stroke. Like, mm -hmm. I was a little bit by Taylor Rock when she's arrived. And her penny. I feel her determination strong as F, man. Like, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. Her face after each time that she touched the wall and she watched mm -hmm. her time. She's so expressive. Yeah. Feel like almost feel like she wants to kill someone to kill someone to, like she's very expressive yeah yeah like she she uh she wanted you do you think she was a bit surprised about her ascension as well or? um 
I don't know. I, I don't think so. Like she's put in so much work and she goes like these crazy times, like in practice. So I, I, I think she knew what she was capable of going into that meet just because of all the work that she put in. So let's stay into practice. And for the swimmer who are listening, and I'd like to, to ask that question. And I know it's, you are very humble, you're a very respected, respectful guy, so you don't want to talk too much about what you did or what you do. But if there is, I would say, two sets that you have done in the last year where you are pretty like, wow, if I can do that, 47 or 21 middle or 21 low might be approachable. Do you have any set or set results? Like set. Share, share with us while you fucking yeah. like a dog, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm bad at remembering sets, but there was this one set we had um, and like it, it, it was a hard set and it was me and Yuri and we were doing like back end some back end 50s, um, like practicing for 100. Um, we always have that. And it's it's really difficult because um, short course, um, we're trying to go like 23s, right? And um, yeah, so it's difficult, th this set. And um, I think at the end um, of each round, we'd have to do, I think it was like a max one or like just like what you want to go out at the start of the 100, just kind of like, like pretty much max um, by the time that you're going through the set. And um, so me and you were racing and then I like my freestyle was feeling good this day and I hit 22-4 um, for a 50 short course. And um, like, even like my coach Ryan was like, like that, that, that's a good time right there. Um, and like, he thought I was gonna go 21 at like one of the test meets that we had. Like he thought I was gonna do 21 back then because of what I did in practice. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say like one of those sets, like at the end of the set, um, just going all out and like I just hit everything perfectly like my turn my stroke was good and then yeah like one of those like if I can swim like that then I'll, I'll do good it meant it meant it meant something all about the physical preparation yeah you change a lot because I know the input of journey so what did you where where, where is that with the window where you improved the most recently like getting in the work with journey in the center Let's see. Well, the window. What do you mean? Like what? In I mean, terms the window. Of preparation? The window where I feel like you. You feel like you improve the most. I mean, like getting in the window of preparation of, uh, let's say, about the, your core work, your mobility, your strength. What kind of in what kind of aspect you think you improve the most outside of the water? Uh, I would. I'll definitely say strength. Strength. Um. Yeah. Like I. I would say like where summer's determination is in the water. That's kind of like my drive and like the weight room just to get stronger um and translate that into the pool but yeah I, I i have a different drive i wish i had more of that drive at swimming i don't know why but um it's just like i can like lock in and really like focus and like try, like get better uh in the weight room and that's something that i improved on a lot so a classic weight room question that all the weight rats are asking how much you bench uh, I can bench 235. <laughs> How many yeah. times? Uh, three. Three times? Yeah. Good. Oh, no, two, two, two. It's two times, two? yeah. Two. two rep max is 235. Wow, wow, wow. Not bad. Uh, I don't know. Do you know the, the result of other 18 years old in the world? Do you have any number to compare? 
No, I don't know. I, I just like if I compare myself to Brent Hayden, he can do that easily. So <laughs> that's yeah, he can do like five reps at 225, like slow. That's like Jesus, it's crazy. Yeah, but at, at your age, you wasn't doing what you do. That's for I sure. I don't think so. Yeah, that's for sure. So so yes, you must have you must have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, room. So I want to get into, get into another subject with you as a as a Trinidad guy, as a black man living in the in the, in the country. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, there is not so many of us in, on the deck. You know, oh, yeah. uh, we, we sometimes we sometimes we forget that we are black. Because yeah. Just you know, we just living it. It's normal. Yeah. You know? uh, and sometimes there is little reminder here and there. Have you been through some couple of example in your life where you realize that some people were treating you differently because of your color? Um, I feel like. I don't know. I I never really felt um, like that. Like obviously, people like acknowledge they are different um, here and there, um, but nothing like no discrimination um, did I feel. Because um, I mean, it's like part of the reason I think is because at NIAC, like we had a, a relay of all black boys. I like, know. I yeah. That. So <laughs> yeah, it, it it was like crazy because it was like a bunch of us. So I think that was a huge reason. Um, I just had like I was lucky. I had like um, these guys around me that you know that were just like me, and like we had so much fun. And I think that's a big reason um, that I didn't really notice. Um, even if there was, I didn't really notice it because you know I was I was with my boys. So. So it never, never occurred to you, and outside of the outside of the swimming world, outside of the swimming world, um, yeah, like you, you definitely come across it, right? Um, there's definitely like people treat you different, and you know, it's like they they won't say anything, but like you, you, you know, there's uh, some bad intent behind it. Sometimes I, I'm sure you've been through uh, similar situations, but like I've been through a couple of a couple of situations. You know, I've been raised in Paris. Mm -hmm. I, I was born in Ivory Coast, so yeah. my mother is white, my my father is a African man from the Ivory Coast, and I was born there. And we are born as a Métis, uh, mixed, had brother, yeah. mixed, mixed uh, kids. And in Ivory Coast, uh, it was more about we are treated like uh, the racist comment that I used to receive in my country. Mm -hmm. we, are look, we are looking alike, like the Mauritanian guy. The Mauritanian guy of the guy living in the as they would say, they're living in the north of Africa, in, in the, they're pretty nomad, mm -hmm. poor guys. So it was a remark because we had a lot of hair back in the day. Back in the day, it was pretty. Yeah. But I would say that in Africa, it wasn't. I didn't suffer a lot of it. You realize this after, but I think in France it was the worst. In France, yeah. in France was it's pretty direct. You can see straight up from the police, from every place you go, from the nightclub. Uh, but this help you, I think, to build your mentality and to yeah. not and Yeah, it makes you stronger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you definitely stronger. And, and sometimes, like, we people are there the way they are is because they don't have the education to yeah. know or they don't really know and they haven't been in that culture. For a lot of people, it's because they don't know. It's a huge lack yeah. of education or ignorance, I could say. Yeah, ignorance. We try to save some. Try to talk with some, you know, but mm. sometimes for, for some other people, it's kind of. Uh, yeah, I would say that in the swimming world, I'm sure there is. Uh, I felt a little bit some, but I don't care. I yeah. don't. It's uh, it's a fuel, you know. Yeah, uh, it's fuel for yeah. sure. 
it's a fuel and you know uh, you know it's uh, i think the best way to i think that the best way to deal with that is to use it at your advantage yeah take the fuel on i mean you cannot you cannot control that right so in canada we are lucky the politically correct it doesn't explode in your face like it's yeah not really really in your face people are yeah. going to respect you more be of, because you are a hard worker because of what you do because of your achievement Uh, if you are very professional, they will acknowledge that as well. Mm-hmm. And they will not, they will never, a few times, maybe a few times it happened here, but put it on your, put that in your face. So Yeah, yeah, this is very rare, yeah. How did you, what did you think about the George Floyd stuff last year? Pardon? Oh, the George Floyd? As I a, mean, as a young girl like you, as a youngster like you. Yeah, it's, a, it's like a big eye opener, right? Like even things that you think is just like normal way to be treated, you're like, you realize like, no, that's that's not normal, right? That's not right. Um, and just like seeing um, everyone coming together and like being against this stuff, it like reinforces it in your mind. Like, you know, like it's, this isn't the right thing to do and it isn't like, it isn't the way you should be treating like anyone at all, right? So that's definitely a big eye opener um, for me. And as a football fan, what do you think about the Kaepernick situation? Yeah, like uh, my my dad's favorite player is Kaepernick. He was a 49ers fan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it just kind of sucks that like one person, his career, I mean, he's making a lot of money from Nike now, but I mean, so not um, from Nike um, yeah. now. But um, yeah, it, it sucks that like his career was just for something that, people eventually, you know, years down the road, ended up like opening their eyes to like his career kind of got ruined um, for the same thing that everyone's fighting for now. This is crazy. And I don't yeah. understand why now, now he's not able to find the team. He will never play again, I think. That's, uh, yeah. That guy. And, and he was so close to win the Super Bowl. Uh, yeah, he, was, he was good. What a, what a player. Even his last, uh, his last uh, tryout. Yeah, it looked good. Yeah. Amazing. A bit provocative with his shirt and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, but <laughs> he had to do. He had to do some. And if I if I want to talk about, uh, so we're going to get out of this and talk a lot, a little bit, a lot about uh, your culture as a Trinidad guy, because mm-hmm. you, know, you are from there. You are born. You are born in uh, Canada. You you left Canada after you were born. You stayed for a while in Trinidad. Came back at 10 years old. So. How that culture, because I know that me from the Ivory Coast, I live here in Canada now since 2002. And I try to feed my kids the same way sometimes. Yeah. Listen to the music, we listen, dance, talk, we like we do. Uh, try to get to know that culture a little bit, you know. I want them to have that in their in their um, in their bag because that's a part of them you know and so it's, it's a part of me mm-hmm. so what do you carry as a trinidad uh origin guy in your day-to-day habits to make day proud to day. Your, your, i don't know make proud your uh, your fellow there yeah so in trinidad like people in trinidad are just fun like they're always having fun it's like uh that's something that i definitely carry in like i have fun in everything that i do You know, always laughing, always smiling. That's one thing I remember about Trinidad. It's just like, just the vibe there. Um, it's just, it's so like light. Um, like no one, like you can't be sad or anything. Like just always happy, having fun. And that, that's something that I remember uh, from Trinidad that I take into here all the time. 
Uh, and do you still eat your food? Oh, 100%. My, my mom cooks. My mom, mom's really good at cooking. Um, so, yeah. It's, uh, you know, that, that's part of the reason I'm doing so well. It's because of that cooking. So. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and you're going to find some quite international food in the village. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, pretty much food from all around the world. So I'm not really worried, worried for that on that aspect. You know, last week, so we spent the week at trials mm -hmm. in Toronto. I did have food every day at Nice's. I was eating Jamaican food. Nice. Yes. This is my favorite restaurant, mm -hmm. Jamaican yeah. food in, in, uh, in Toronto. I love that place. And some jerk chicken. Oh, I had jerk chicken sandwich every day. I had the, yeah. the, the, the gumbo piece uh, uh, soup uh, almost mm -hmm. every day. I it's bought like, crazy cocoa bread back here to, to, for my kids to taste and, and, yeah. uh, and exchange and give some to some uh, coaches. Man, like, uh, I think that part is very, very important. And that makes me feel happy and make me feel good as well, the, the, yeah. the, the, food, the food part. Yeah. So to, to end this, I like to know if you if you have today after with your experience if you you would have to give an advice to a swimmer looking up to you and would like to try to achieve something uh, big in the future what would you think? um yeah i just uh, for goal setting um that's always been my thing um even when i was younger on nyack um when we would do goal setting I would set like these crazy goals. Like if, if people don't laugh at your goal, then your goal is not high enough. Because I remember like our coach would take us in a room before like a big meet and tell us, oh, tell us your goals, like stand up, give your goals. And I would say a goal and like people around the room would be like, like what? Like he's saying like, oh, he's going to go. I remember, I remember this exactly like I was 16. My time in the 100 fly was 50, 53 or something. And I was like, okay, I would, I want to go 52. I want to go like 52-2, I think I said. And uh, everyone's looking at the room like, what? <laughs> like, and they're like laughing and everything. And um, and then and, and then I did it, right? I, and I went 52-1. Um, so yeah, just set your goals really high. And if, like if people aren't looking at you crazy, then your goals aren't set high enough. And, you know, from me setting those goals, I, I just became like people just expected it from me so people weren't laughing anymore like, if i set a goal they'd be like you know if anyone can do it it's, it's this guy so yeah so you, are, you are bringing me to the next question what are your goals for the olympic um I, i'm i'm setting what my goals high goal? Allez, let's go let's go let's go um i i want a final uh in that hundred fly um I, obviously the goal is a medal in that hundred fly um we've been looking at my swims and The hundred flies where I can improve the most. So, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm looking at the, obviously the goals that go for a medal. Um, you will have to go 50 low. Yes, I know that. Yeah, to be in that mix. To be yeah. In that mix. What about the um, free? So the hundred free? Yeah. Um, I, I'm looking at that world junior record, uh, 47.5. Um, get under that. Obviously, make a final, and um, I'm just I'm just gonna go as far as I can. This guy Chamers having this record? Uh, no, uh, Andre Minikov, but he's okay. 19 now. But yeah. I'll, I'll I'll still be 18 in in Tokyo. So um, sure yeah, and also looking for the world junior record in the 50 53 21.75. Which is cool. Uh, yeah. So 
It's a, my the, it's the next door. I love, I love the fact that you say that you want to be in the final because for me, when you reach in the final, it's open. Yeah. Anyone yeah. can, anyone for anyone. Anything can happen. Anything yeah. can happen from there. So I will definitely be behind you, watching, watching, watching this. Maybe cheering a little, a little bit behind my, uh, behind my screen for you guys. And uh, yeah. I hope the preparation is going to go well. You guys leave. Uh, for Vancouver, I think next Saturday, right? Yeah, next Saturday, go to Vancouver, stay there, and uh, then we head to Tokyo. Tokyo, yeah. Have you ever been to Japan? Uh, yeah, I've been to Japan for staging for South Korea. Okay. Um, but yeah, I've never been to like Tokyo in the city, so it's gonna be exciting. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful city because of the COVID. It might be different situation and stuff. Yeah. So, so before before I let you go. Um, that COVID year, how was it for you? Was it, uh, um, I mean, it was a rough on anyone, but I see a lot of benefit out of it. To my swimmer and my group, I see that it was rough, but wow, the one I have now are the one who really love it and what they were able to do and train during those conditions wasn't that easy. They didn't have the same condition as you, but, yeah. but still for you, did you feel the difference? Did you feel that harder? Did you feel that? COVID stuff didn't like maybe you were you were scared at the beginning that you will you will uh, hurt a little bit your preparation. Yeah. But at the end. Um, so now looking back at it, it helped me a lot. Like, um, like I don't know if I would have been able to make uh, the team in all those three events if it would have happened in 2020. Um, that's just, just an extra year for me to grow, get bigger, um, like reevaluate what I wanted to do in the sport, like um and like what my goals were and then when I came back it was like you had that hunger because you were like sitting at home for like six months mm -hmm. so when you came back it was like a just a different level um of training once once I came back so definitely I would definitely say it helped me yeah Joshua thank you for thank, thank you. you to be here thank you to perform like you do thank you to be the man like you are I want you to keep that smile keep that relaxed attitude be the kid that you are going into yeah. the Olympic. That's a part of you. Enjoy each little minute of it. It's going to be a one lifetime experience. Yeah, for sure. I hope you're going to have a lot of other Olympic. But the first one, you know, I've been to the Olympic twice, mm -hmm. but the first one is not is like no other. And yeah. uh, you know, uh, I hope you you enjoy you enjoy each bite of it. And I wish you the best. I wish you the best, my man. And when you Thank come you. back, when you come back, you come back yeah. on the show. You come nice. back to the show. For we sure. have to talk about your experience and your performance, yeah. your performance there. 100%. So thank you. Thank you for being there. Uh, it was all the talk number 52 with Joshua Liendo uh, from Ontario Scarborough today and as, as well from Trinidad. Say hi to the Trinidad guy. So thank you very much, Joshua. And looking forward to see you race in Tokyo. Good luck, my man. All right. Thank you. Appreciate for having me on the show. Bye-bye. Thank you.